After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. You know what I love most about almonds? Everything about almonds. My name's Andrew Walsh. I am here with Genevieve Haz. We're your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. How you doing? I'm good. Have you ever seen that whole commercial? Yeah, that's one where they, they get into a fight because one of them wants to pronounce it almonds. Yes, and the other guy keeps saying almonds. Almonds. Yeah, which reminds me of, I think so far the past two weeks you got me on mayhem. Yeah. And deshoveled. Sure. Yeah, so it seemed like that would be a commercial that would really <laughs> speak to your heart. Hey, we're not alone, by the way. We're never alone, but today we're literally not alone. We have a special guest with us. Hi, Celine Ramadan. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. You guys know Celine. She is prom queen, the musician prom queen. And also, if I understand it correctly, friend of snacks, the funny bunny. Yes. Yeah, close friend of snacks. Close friend of snacks, the bunny. Do you think there's any... This is a rude question to ask you because it makes it seem like we're devaluing you. Do you think there's ever a chance that you could talk snacks yes. into being a... <laughs> <laughs> Give it some time. Think it over. It's really exciting to have you here. <laughs> I'm happy to be Thanks here. Thanks for doing this. You know, yeah. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time, but I, uh, for real, uh, wasn't sure how much TV you watch. Do you watch I, a lot of commercials? I really don't. I, I, But, I, you know, it's like, it's funny because I don't, but I do listen to your show and I enjoy it, even though I don't know what you're talking about most of the time. It's great. Have you start, thought about starting a podcast about our podcast then? No. But I do visit. I do visit <laughs> a lot of ATMs. That's a, that's a hard no. You just could have left it right there. Um, all right. Well, coming up today on the show, and it's perfect that you're here. Uh, we are doing a topic that we're calling "Songs in the Key of Shut Up," and the idea here is that uh, it actually started on Facebook. I saw some people two in a row in our little Facebook group, kind of griping about real songs used in commercials, and I wasn't even sure why they necessarily didn't want to hear these songs in commercials. So I engaged with them. Our social media manager told me I need to engage more with our audience. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I did that and it occurred to me, this is a great topic for a show. You put a ring on it, you I, engaged with them. I did. Oh, that's that's why we waited too long to have you on. <laughs> I'm never coming <laughs> So do you have Snacks' number? <laughs> what do you think Snacks is doing tonight? Uh, anyway, so that's what we're calling Songs in the Key of Shut Up. You guys, Went to town on Facebook when I asked for uh, suggestions. And you guys have so many songs that make you so angry in commercials. We're going to go over those. Also, um, again, tons of stuff in the Ad Council segment. I see we have some jingles, Veeves. Got some jingles. Uh, we, we have so many jingles that we might have to uh, even table them until next time. What we do have, and I definitely want to get to today, is a crazy South African commercial that I am very excited to share with this Ooh, audience. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. First, though, let's get to uh, music in the key of shut up. I couldn't find a song that was like right on the nose so I went with this one um, alright I'm gonna start with the uh, 
what do you call them? OPs, original posters, the people who got this thing going mm-hmm. uh, kind of accidentally. The OGOP. The OGOPs. Uh, the first is Nicholas, and he posted this apropos of nothing, as I like to say. He says he hates the Walmart commercial that uses Joe Cocker's cover of With a Little Help from My Friends. Mm. Now, have you seen this one, guys? I have, yeah. In fact, didn't you also take issue with this independently? Yeah, and I, so here, here's the commercial. I'm going to read you the description. Sometimes I love the description. Uh, that that, is, just, that is posted like the official description that's posted on ispot.net com. I think it's com. You think it's com? Um, it's someone's job to write summaries of commercials. It's ispot.tv. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think then when uh, almost every commercial that's made now, Celine, is put on this website called iSpot. And I think that's just kind of a consumer facing oh, okay. one. But I think we get a little bit of a, a glimpse behind the scenes. I think these are probably the official descriptions that are probably submitted by the creatives. Oh. That's my guess. I don't think the iSpot people are writing this. But um, here's the description of this commercial. We're going to be playing a lot of commercials today that there's almost no talking at all. It's all music. So I got to tell you what's going on. And in this one, here, let's just get the goddamn music started. And uh, and then I'll tell you what's going on. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on? Oh, baby, While walking down the aisles of their local Walmart, men and women see signs for the chain's Fight Hunger Spark Change campaign. As Joe Cocker's classic song with a little help from my friends plays, Walmart explains that from April 17th to May 15th... Not even a full month. That's less than a month. I was going to say, a portion of every purchase (laughs) on specific products will go to benefit uh, Feeding America. So I had A percentage of a percentage. Wait, Feeding America like the employees... Um, I think that it's a specific organization. I'm going to play it again here so we can actually see so the visuals fake. of the commercial here. But yeah, so it starts with these people shopping. And then they supposedly, I didn't even know this until I read the description. They're noticing little flags in the aisle or, or little messages on the boxes of their products. And they realize, wow, Walmart is more than just a gigantic company. I like company. this guy's like, I love Pop-Tarts and I'm making the world a better and place. And I want to do something with my Pop-Tart <laughs> money. And then we cut to these big Walmart slash Feed America, uh, I guess Feeding America trucks uh, that are pulling into um, like uh, food services places. And we see a bunch of Walmart employees. And you can tell they're Walmart employees because they're wearing blue shirts that say Walmart on them. And then you also see a bunch of people in green shirts. It's almost Muppet-esque. The way they are labeled as, it's going to be here, food bank volunteer. There's all these people and it just says food bank volunteer in well, big so block letters. Feeding America is a, is a nonprofit that runs um, like about 200 food banks across the country. Okay. So that's that's what Walmart's supporting here. I was curious to see if it was like some shell corporation that like also is Walmart. Right. But that's kind of what I assumed I think, it was. I think it's like it appears to be a legitimate nonprofit. Okay. So I asked uh, Nicholas, see, here's the deal. The reason I hate that song is because I hate that song. Right. The reason I hate that song in that commercial is I hate that version of the song. Oh, yeah. And I know I'm wrong. Like I don't think that you're most not, I mean you're not wrong. Well, I well I, I, I don't think that I could ever defend why somebody should not like that version of the song. To me it's just gonna schmaltzy and over the top, but I think most people would prefer that version. What do you think? I do prefer that version. I was really into watching the old Woodstock footage of Joe mm. Cocker singing that at Woodstock. And I actually saw it in a bar recently. They were playing the Woodstock video and Joe Cocker was singing it. And he's just like all sweaty and going crazy. And it's mm-hmm. just so cool. Joe um, I think that I think 
I think I was just like a big, and this is again just painting me as a nerd. Like I think I was a big Beatles fan the first time I heard that, and I was pretty young. Like, and so I was like, oh, don't don't ruin the Beatles, you soulful, <laughs> you soulful rocker. But so I need that, that original. What would you do? I know. That, see, that one has more soul. If you Talk me. about being Muppet S. <laughs> I know. I know. Muppet all over. Um, I mean, look, Andrew just loves Paul McCartney, and he'll he'll hear. No, it, it's that's true. He'll brook no is, opposition. That is some Ringo shit. You know, that is some Ringo. And you shit. know, I'm a big Ringo head. Yeah. Um, love. Uh, I would say that. Peace and love. Uh, here's what Nicholas says. I said, hey, Nicholas, why do you, when I was engaging with him as our um, social media content advisor uh, said I should, I said, Nicholas, like, what's your problem with that? I I dislike it too, but that's because I hate that version what's of the song. What's your glitch? What's your glitch, Nick? And he said, I'm not necessarily in love with that version of the song, but the Wonder Years association to the song gives me feelings that I don't like Walmart tapping into. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I, I associate that, yeah. that version with as well. And then he uh, also says, add to that my general dislike um, uh, of how our look how our great company is doing charity for commercials. He doesn't mm. like that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's annoying. Yeah, we did a show yeah. about um, commercials that explicitly call out people's charity or CSR campaigns. Mm-hmm. And this would have been a good one. I, this came out a little bit after we did that show, but it fits right into the general vibe. Um, I got another one here um, from Tyne, who was the other OGOP, who was talking about this commercial for Applebee's, which is airing right now, and it is advertising their pickup service. <laughs> that of course is Melissa, Melissa Etheridge. Come to my window, and the point of this commercial is come to our window. You can, or no, they come to your window. Oh. Watch. Oh my god! You can order your food online at Applebee's, and then you pull up into a special parking spot sure. in the parking Which lot. Which they've been doing for years. Yeah, and then they come up to your window with your bag of takeout. I'm sorry, that is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's actually great, Hilarious. right? But isn't it also like? I mean, I actually think that, that that I will now remember the service more. I did not know about that service. I guess yeah. so, but it, I mean, it is, it takes like literalness to a hilarious t- degree. Like it's, it's so literal and yet it completely misses and obviates the actual theme and and sensibility of the song which is like <laughs> this sort of torch song right. well Here, I would love it if they had like a, an extended version where like, like the line like I would dial the numbers just to listen <laughs> to you <laughs> like if that line got in there like take it all the way right show the, show the like suburban couple like calling <laughs> calling Applebee's calling Applebee's <laughs> I love it um, another thing that I think uh, changes how I feel about these commercials is whether or not the musician is alive or dead and whether or not somebody else is singing their song and when I watch this one I'm just like Etheridge got paid yeah like it's her song they didn't change it yeah and it's you know it's literal so this one doesn't bother me as what much what did Tyne say about this by the way um Applebee's using Melissa Etheridge's come to my window for their takeout commercial this is why we can't have nice things America so I think again that same kind of vibe um all right I better start moving through these a little bit more quickly because we have so many and I know we can't get to them all but I want to try uh this one 
think I might remember from my youth. Alexis posted this, and it's a McDonald's commercial from the 1980s in which a little girl was playing Beethoven's Fur Elise. Is that how you say it? Fur Elise? Fur Elise. Uh, at her piano recital, in her head, she was making up lyrics related to McDonald's products. I don't want to do this. It'll be great. I'll be scared. Just think how glad you'll be when you're all done, and maybe we'll all go to McDonald's. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be... Think McDonald's. Oh, I wish I were already there instead of here playing this song. Oh, I would have a big chocolate shake, a cheeseburger, and also, whoops, and also fries. And I would eat my fries myself and not give any to my dumb brother. Hands off and mine off. When my recital is almost done It wasn't bad I'm still alive And now I can have my chocolate shake My cheeseburger And also whoops and also fries Okay, I'm a. I don't know if you know this. I'm a uh, body language expert. It's something I've been studying. Oh. And uh, I want to predict how... It seemed, Celine, to me that you were a little... Not buying it at first, but this is a, a full minute long commercial. And by the end, I saw you swaying a little bit. Yes. I saw you turn that frown upside down. You know, I think what I was responding to at first is creepy child singing. The dad gave me a, a serious very... bad vibe, actually. Oh, no, yeah. really? Yeah, I did not care for the dad. He seemed like the kind of he just seemed overbearing and like like kind of a stage parent. Oh, yeah. Um, but I actually really dug that. Yeah, I liked it. And, you know, it just the thing that took over halfway through to, for me was how much I missed the 80s and uh-huh. just how everything was better. <laughs> Not everything. Just, that is a terrible uh, thing to say. Whoever thought we'd look back at the years of go go <laughs> Reagan economics, what do we always say? No, I, I, I want to say maybe I think uh, television. Just, I miss 80s television. Yeah, yeah. No, there is something. I mean, I watch that. That's why I watch so much TV that I watch now. It's just yeah. like I watch Murder, She Wrote, not because it's necessarily the best show in the world. It might be. I don't know. But I just watch it because like it's that kind of imagery. Everything yeah. seems a little bit out and, of focus. There's a lot of Vaseline smeared on the lens. Exactly. And it's just as like wrapping a warm blanket of my youth around me. I, I loved a little. I thought it was great, actually. A good use of a public domain song. Here's one from uh, Michael who says it was over for me when Burger King did a mashup of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Oh, I like big buns and I cannot no. lie. Now, <laughs> I couldn't find that exact one. And I think I think Michael is maybe mixing this up a tiny bit. It is a Burger King ad and it does have the big creepy Burger King in it. Um, no. But it seems to be some sort of tie-in with SpongeBob, and I believe what he is saying is, "I like square butts, and I cannot lie." And there's a bunch of kids dancing around, and they have something in their pants, so it looks like their butts are square. I think that's what's happening. Let's watch it. I like square butts, and I cannot lie. Okay, they are not children. We are not looking at children's butts. As I was saying that, I was like, "That's a I was that's say. a bold move." Yeah. 
Children and butts in, in the same sentence is problematic. It is. Objectifying. <laughs> um, so it is the Burger King, uh, and he has some uh, women dancing behind him, this and is, they do have square butts. These, these are adult women being objectified, not children. Yeah. We can all relax. And this is very empowering for the square-butted of our society. <laughs> That's you know? absolutely right. We don't have a lot of representation. <laughs> let's, not, let's not overlook it. I like square butts, and I cannot lie. Squid and sea star can't deny. When a sponge walks in four corners in his pants like he got phone book implants the crowd shouts all the ladies stare hang those pants are square swinging through the seaweed tangles is a butt with sharp right angles now SpongeBob I wanna get with ya cause you're making me rich y'all Burger King wants me to seal the deal 99 cent get a toy and a kid's meal booty is I was gonna booty. say that's definitely Mix and there he is at the end yeah um see I love that you call him Mix. I know. That was very familiar. So He's hip. a local. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're like, how many degrees of separation away are you? I mean, it's got to be one. one yeah. Well, yeah, I guess Who Luke. met him. Yeah, I mean, right. I know Luke's met him. Yeah. I'm sure Rachel That's has. That's a good point. Um, I just, I mean, with all due respect to Michael, like, how can you hold Baby Got Back in on such a level of esteem I that know. Here's the th- idea yeah. of commercializing it bothers you? I hate Baby Got Back. It's like... There's always some dude that does that at karaoke, and I always joke that that's my cue to leave. Mm-hmm. I just hate that song. And this I like better. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this, this is better. Takes it the right yeah. level of seriousness, and it's. I actually let me tell you something. I don't love Baby Got Back, although I don't think I reserve the same level of antipathy that you do. Um, I don't like the King, the creepy King. I have no particular feelings of warmth towards SpongeBob SquarePants. I liked all three better after yeah, seeing that. you're right. I'm, pr- I'm more pro Burger King, more pro SpongeBob, more pro Baby Got Back. Yeah. Bigger than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yes. I would agree. I was legit lolling there. I um, was too. When yeah. they're measuring the phone books <laughs> yeah. in their pants. And making sure that they were all at right angles. Yeah. Right angles were good. a protractor yeah. hey. or whatever you call it. Um, hey, Veeves, this one, I was, I was putting it in the show sheet and... It occurred to me, I think we've talked about this before. I think somebody called this in as a jingle not all too long ago. Um, Somebody posted this to Facebook. I didn't write down their name. So sorry, listener, you're getting screwed on this one. Uh, But this person says, I have one that's kind of the opposite. This is a song that I liked, and then it was commercialized, and I ended up liking the commercial version even better. Here's the original from the McGuire Sisters. Do you remember this tune at all? Uh, I definitely know the tune. It's sort of just part of the general, you know, it just is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was the McGuire sisters. Um, or I don't even, I'm not even sure I knew Sugar Time was the original lyric. But does the tune remind you of anything that somebody sang on our listener line? Uh, I, I'm not remembering. I mean, I know. Now you can give them pizza you know it? whenever they want. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening. I don't understand that logic. When pizza's on a bagel, yeah. you can eat pizza anytime. It's smaller. You can Who, put it in your pocket. Is that it? I think so. <laughs> but it's but bagels aren't usually even that small. 
No, that's true. These are mini bagels, though. I, but that's a lot. That's a lot of jumps to get to the the, <laughs> it is. the conclusion. That, yeah, they don't want you to think too hard about yeah. it. I've been thinking too hard about it for <laughs> decades now. I like like your version of that song, which I hope you've actually written and recorded, has so much more exposition in it. It's like the, you still have the same concept, <laughs> but you explain that the bagels are smaller and that before you cook when them, you can put them. When pizza's on a bagel that's kind of small, and you can put it in your bowl. You can eat pizza anytime. It's a good version. It's absolutely a good version. Uh, Melisande submitted this one without comment. What makes a Hershey's bar pure? Pure fun. Pure joy. Pure delicious chocolate. Pure Hershey's. I like the original better. Very bad version of that song. (laughs) Modern English. It's like Sixpence None the Richer cover modern English. Terrible. Uh, That is real bad. So that is uh, for It does remind me, though, of um, there was an Eminem's commercial that used a song by The The, I think. Um, Oh, yeah. You talked about this. And I've always, I think that might be where I first heard that song. Um, But I subsequently acquired. I don't remember how I, I think I might be got it as a gift, but I subsequently got that the the album. And uh, do you know what the hardest thing to Google is? The, yeah, the the. <laughs> they, that is a band that existed before SEO. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. No kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry that I can't find it, but I swear try, you've mentioned that. Try, this is the day. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. This is the day. It's not this one, is it? Oh yeah, this is it. Everybody, everybody's out in the world doing their cool things, but they, uh, but you see them as their Eminem alter egos. Oh, I, like they're one of them is breakdancing. How people breakdance more in commercials than anybody has ever breakdanced in real true. life. <laughs> it's a signifier. I, I think. think for a while Eminem's was using that. This is the day for a bunch of different ads because I don't think I've ever seen that particular video, but I know that Eminem's Eminem used that. Uh, that song for a bunch of ads. I got a uh, note here from our chief marketing officer, Taylor. She says that she dies inside a little time. A clean version of an otherwise perfectly filthy rap song is used to sell something. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kids bop. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, the one uh, she submitted a couple. The one that I will play for you now is this Chrysler Pacifica commercial. And Vives, I didn't realize this. This is a famous actress, Catherine Hahn, mm-hmm. in this. I only realized it because she's in some other commercials for the same exact minivan. Uh, but when I first saw this, when Taylor sent it in, um, I didn't know she was famous. This commercial irked me a little Catherine bit. Catherine Hahn is one of those actresses that she can play smart or dumb or sexy or dowdy. She's really versatile. Um, she was in a show called, I believe it was called I Love Dick with Kevin Bacon. I think it was like Netflix or Hulu, one of those. Um, but she's been in a ton of things. You just don't realize that you know her because she kind of disappears mm. into roles. Um, she was the... If you watched Parks and Rec, she was the person who played their like um, hard, yes. hard charging political consultant. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is her. I didn't recognize her. Well, yeah, that's what I said. In this one, she is playing like the kind of <clears throat> in the girlfriend squad. She's playing the wacky girlfriend. Uh, if I remember this correctly, there's four women. They're all in a minivan and they're getting ready to park their car so they can go into, I guess, a restaurant. You can fill in that part. Um, but they're parallel parking, and Catherine Hahn is the driver, and as she backs up her car, uh, a certain song starts playing. Girl, you know, good one to back 
to play that every time we park. No. Only when we back this thing up. Ooh, there's a better spot. Her friend in the passenger seat uh, at first is reluctant and is kind of complaining that she plays that song every time. But yet, when she plays it again, she's dancing along. That's what I call enabling. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's an infectious ditty. It really is. But of course, it should be. And people like rituals, you know? I don't have a backup song. Maybe I should have a backup song every time I park. You know, back that thing up. I know it should be back that ass up. But we it was the radio version. Right. It was I mean, radio. it's not yeah. like I it's was, not yeah. some version that they made for whatever car commercial that was. It's, you know, it was the radio cut. Yeah, it's not the Find the Stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens, Donnie? You see what happens? Uh, it was only a matter of time until we got to this one, guys. Let me ask you a quick question before we get to the chorus. This is obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but this is a song by the band of Montreal, who has a bunch, they have tons of records, but no real hits. I would say the use of this song in this commercial is the biggest thing they had as a hit. Uh, Somebody posted that they rewrote the lyrics for them. Is this them singing it? Um, It sounds off a little bit, but they could be. You know, I don't think it's them. Okay, um, but I, they I, did re- rewrite it. You know that? Yeah, I know they worked on it. Well, do you want to play the play more of it? Yeah, or? let's just play this. So here, because I have play. some information. About okay. Toss all your worries in the air, cause you forget them when you're there. Let's go out back tonight. Let go of the day. Go out back tonight. But the steak is thick and juicy. The shrimp is grilled and sweet. The chicken tender. Your only worry is which to choose. Let's go out back tonight. Tonight, let go. Life will still be there tomorrow. Go out back. Life will still be there tomorrow is still a pretty... Good line to get into yeah. a rib commercial. It's like, we're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so go to the Outback Steakhouse. That's their, that's the, yeah, you know, I, Kevin Barnes, the lead singer of that band, he wrote a really good article that I encourage anyone oh, yeah. to look up about this very thing. And um, we will find that article and post it with the links this week. I, that was one of, that was like actually a really important article for me as a musician to read. Uh, because it was like he had to like really defend his decision to oh. allow his song to be kind of perverted in this way for 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 Outback Steakhouse, and um, he did a really good job of you know explaining you know what it's like to be a musician in this day and age, and that was so long ago. Now it's yeah. like now no one even has to defend it. He was one of the first people that came out and said. If you get a licensing deal like this, this is what is going to help you do the albums that your fans actually want you to do, do the tours that you actually want to do. He put it in a much better way than I could right now. But I have gone back to this article several times over the years because I really think that he, um, you know, it really cap, it really encapsulated what it is to be an independent musician and try to be an independent band in this day and age. Who's and they were so into. I mean, they were they were they're a really weird band, super yeah. weird, really, super yeah. awesome. I Do you want to quickly play the the original? So yeah, I hear. have this version here. I don't know if I've done this on this show or TBTL, but I have an edited version, so I'll bet you this cuts right to the uh, chorus. Let's have bizarre celebrations. Let's forget who forget, why forget where We'll have bizarre celebrations I play the Saturn Cypress, you the bright beam 
original title, by the way, Wraith Pinned to the Mist in other games. I went through a... <laughs> Such uh, epic rolls, title. Rolls know, right off the tongue. I know. And all of their songs are like that. So oh, I, obviously yeah. you can never... I could never tell you the name. I'm fascinated by the idea that Outback Steakhouse heard that and was like, this is going to sell some steaks. Some licensing company knew what they were Good doing. Good ear, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. totally poppy. I love that song. And I, it doesn't... Again, it doesn't bother me because... Um, it's, it goes back to how I felt about Etheridge, just who was kind of harkens back to a different era. But like here in 2018, she's getting paid again, and I'm happy for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like I feel like now musicians, when people get placements, even in embarrassing ads, it's like a congratulations. Like we know you're right. getting paid. Like yep. that's a good placement. And it's just so different from when I was growing up. If you were a band and your music was in a car commercial, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Like I remember when Modest Mouse had a song in a car commercial and everyone was like shaking their heads. Oh, like, really? No. They weren't nodding their heads like, yes, 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 rock on. They were shaking their heads like, no, 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 don't yeah. rock. No, Stop rocking. Don't sell out. Yeah, don't sell out. Right. It was the whole thing of selling out, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to know what you guys think of this uh, song because Marissa says it burns her butter. <laughs> COPD makes it hard to breathe. So to breathe better, I go with a Nora. <laughs> COPD tries to say go this way. I say I'll go my own way with a Noro. That's a rough cover, man. What's that? That is a rough cover. That is a rough cover. That's what Marissa says. She says, uh, uh, this screwing with Fleetwood Mac, both using it at all and also covering it so badly is what burns her butter. I know. It's so thin. It's so flaccid. Come on. Of course, I have also kind of, I guess, somewhat unfairly adopted this song as my cat feeding song when it's time to feed the cats, I'll say. Oh, I know y'all hungry. <laughs> Do you really? Yes, yeah. I know y'all hungry. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, we have fun, Celine. <laughs> the cat's expected at this point. All right, I'm never singing oh, around man. to you again. All right, how about this? Colleen <laughs> sent this one in. Uh, it is for Starbucks. Uh, I watched this one quickly. We see a guy in his kitchen going to the refrigerator, I think, and pulling out a can of some sort of cold Starbucks drink, and he pops it open. Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn's the man going to work. Got his tie, got ambition. Middle management is right in his grasp. It's a dream he will never let die. Starbucks double shot espresso. So Did the, someone hate on that? That's yeah. so good. Uh, what was the note? Um, I love that in exactly the same way and to the exactly exact same extent that I love the wrinkle-free one. Yes, which somebody did hate on. You're talking about the Bounce commercial. Yes. Uh, Brian says, this fucking abomination. Leave parody songs to Weird Al. Oh, what? Harry's meeting clients from far away. But they only see his wrinkles. He's gotta play it cool to seal the deal. Better find a way to smooth things over. If only Harry used some bounce to drive. I love it. 
I mean, that's I love parody songs. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I, I don't. Think, I don't I love it. Yeah, I don't have a space for them in my daily life. But for right. a commercial, come on, like, right. That's great. Uh, Corinne agrees with us. She says the ad makes me laugh. I gotta admit, uh, she says, raising her hand timidly. The bad parody seems intentional to me in that, but does that really make a difference? Oh, I think that bounce ad and the one. Although I think that really is Survivor, right? That is Survivor doing, in the commercial? Doing yeah, the I mean that's tiger. so cool. Yeah. Um, I think in both cases, it's utterly knowing and it's they're not they're not confused about the level of quality of their mm-hmm. parodies. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one came from Alicia. Uh, and I got to say, I heard this. This is in rotation right now. And I, I posted it to our friend Sean DeTore's, uh Facebook wall. Again, really engaging on the social media yeah, this great. week. Wow. It's, I'm pretty proud of myself <laughs> uh, because this reminded me very much of the type of production our friend Sean DeTore used to do for TBTL. This is an Arby's ad for their euros and alicia says this one makes me mad every time oh nope sorry alicia says i know we love arby's but this just hurts euro arby's we have the yeah. meat. That's actually a short version. There's a long version where they keep doing <laughs> they, it. They go, then they go right over, back to the song. Just keep saying Euro. Which is, do you read, like, I don't, can't really, remember exactly how what Sean did with that, but he used to do that on TVTL all the time. Oh, I really? love it. Yeah. Well, it's weird because the Inita was also not the original. Oh, the, really? Like did they the, mess it up going into it? Wait, I think it was another voice doing Inita. Yeah, is that not the original voice? No, yeah. It's not Bonnie Tyler. Okay. So oh, it's someone else going, I need a... So that took me out of it, too. Would you, but whatever. Would you love that gig? If somebody hired you just to sing, oh, I, mean, I need a... Yeah. That could be a pretty good gig for you. It probably pays really well. Yeah. I mean, I'll I know Ving Rhames is their man, mm-hmm. and that, like, he probably... They, they're probably trying to capitalize on the consistency that they've built of him being the We Have the Meats, but... Just re-record that song with "I Need a Euro." Yeah, yeah. Just, you know? get somebody just have just that get, one singer say "Euro." Just have the singer sing "Euro," and then you can have him do his tagline. We have the meats at the end. Like it doesn't well, add I mean, anything. Yeah, I mean, I think that those commercials though were trying really hard to be kind of hashtag random, right? I guess so, but that doesn't work. Like the for whole because what else do they do in that campaign? They do the one where it says. People say our hat reminds us of re- looks like a fish on its side. Yeah, and, and then like there's the one like weird... we do that. You know, if you like crispiness and you like fish, you'll like these two things. If you don't, you'll like everything else on our menu. Like they've he's they've definitely been building a brand, and they've been using the Ving Rhames spokesperson. V- Ving Rhames is their spokesman. I think to somewhat good effect. Like it's been memorable, mm-hmm. and the we have the meats tagline, gross as it is, is. For sure memorable. But like, why couldn't he say the whole line, I need a euro? Why did it have uh, to be? Yeah. That, yeah, it's just, co- it's just, it's just uh, sort of dissonant. Yeah. And the way it's produced, I, I think. just want to hear him sing it. That's all. <laughs> this one is from Alicia who says, this one makes me mad every time. You can't do this to my girl. And this is for something called Lavazza Italian Ooh. Coffee. You guys know this product? Lavazza, yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh, Lavazza. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Two Z's is a tsa. Yeah. Here we 
terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have to be a body language expert to In all the ways about that the that Bounce one. ad and the Eye of the Tiger parody are great. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. And the irony is the the visuals are actually very lovely. They're like really, it's really well shot. It has like a great feel to it. It like it, I think it sends some great messages about the brand of coffee. Like it's all sort of a, gives a luxury feel. But that, I hesitate to use the word parody song because <laughs> it's just a, it just didn't like just the bad. rhythm wasn't good and the meter was out and there well, was and actually about it. As someone who loves Lavazza Espresso, which I do and I have for a very long time, that actually made me think less of them as a uh, company. Yeah. That's bad. Because their espresso sent- is so good and they... They really, oh man, that was really bad. Who sent that in? Um, I want to say Alyssa. Alyssa, good, good catch. That's terrible. Let's go with Alicia. Alicia, it's excuse actually me. Alicia. <laughs> Here's one that Burton sent in, and this goes back to I think kind of our era a little bit, if not the '80s. I'm gonna. Say, oh, this is uh, 1993. I, I once I saw this, I remembered the commercial. It was for Diet Coke. Burton says, "I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority. Most people loved this commercial." I think it was only used once in this Diet Coke ad from 1994, but I was going through a real deep dive on the band, the band, when this came out, and it felt like it reduced another this one, Another great... hard one to Google. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, uh, what do you prefer, the the or the band? They should get together, and then nobody will ever know. Uh, and he says, it felt like this reduced a great influential group to just a tagline for Diet Coke. I just need some place where I can leave my head. So it's like a big, uh, it's like this big car. This woman drives up in this big kind of old car uh, in a dusty kind of western town. And she starts throwing a bunch of belongings, presumably her ex-boyfriend's belongings, angrily out of the car. Uh, she throws his baseball mitt, his guitar, while a bunch of cowboys just kind of stare at her slack-jawed. It's definitely 1993. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just grinned and shook my hand. No was all he said. Stomping on his cowboy hat. We never see the boyfriend. We just see uh, her and her dog, her faithful companion, in the car with her. She gets back in the car. She taps the cute, cute, cute dog's head. Takes a big slug of Diet Coke. And you know what? She just uh, let go of something. She took she's a load refreshed. off. She's no, refreshed. She's refreshed. Yeah, this is refreshment mm-hmm. was the tagline back then. Very Beyonce Lemonade. Years mm. before Beyonce Lemonade. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is where Beyonce got all her ideas. Influential. <laughs> I can only assume. I can only assume. It is an interesting commercial that you really are... You, you're totally have to make up the backstory here like yeah. you never and see what and triggered it's, there's this. sort of not a i mean there's a happy ending in the sense that she's glad to be rid of this bad dude and she and her dog drive off but it's not a it's not a romantic comedy ending you know I right mean, it's not a it's not a kiss in front of the water foul fall mm-hmm. ending or anything like that it's so, a human dog love though it's just human dog love, yeah. but mm-hmm. not in the sense that you know you may be thinking not bestiality just human dog love. <laughs> thank you guys yeah. for clearing that up um listener maggie who i can only assume is trolling me uh says this is the all-time worst the one that most cheapened a song is this commercial two angry faces boo <laughs> Ooh, I 
course, is the animated California Raisins uh, dancing along to uh, Marvin Gaye's. Now, Celine, do you know Andrew's very personal history with this song? I feel like I've heard of California Raisins. You were a California Raisin for a talent show or something? I was. I came in second place, and we would have gotten first place because we were the crowd favorite, but Mr. Falks hated Dylan, who was one of my backup dancers. <laughs> thanks, I Dylan. Was, no, thanks, Mr. Falks. Fuck him. Well, what did Dylan do to deserve that? I mean, Dylan maybe. was a bit of a, a, a trouble case, but that yeah. doesn't matter. We were leaving it all on the stage that night. <laughs> uh, Mr. Falks brought baggage to that. Also, I had, like, I had the little miniatures. I had a... Like, I had like the a, miniatures too. I had a California How did we all, I, as did I. Yeah. I mean, it was a thing. It was a it thing. It was a real thing. It was a real moment. A triumph of marketing. Yes. But in terms of the song and the service of the song, I do think that this commercial did bruise the song quite a bit because yeah. it's so hard to hear that song after that this is true. They, it, and not I mean, think of California Raisins. They owned. Yeah. Heard it through the grapevine. They pwned it. They pwned it and yes. Owned it. I think they improved it. Pwned for life. Yep. If it wasn't for that commercial, I might not be here with you guys today. It was the success of that talent show that launched me here. Were you a garbage bag raisin? I was, but I was the only um, raisin who had his head outside of the garbage bag. Every time you tell me that, I think there is something (laughs) missing from the story because there's no way that a bunch of adults allowed children to go out on stage and dance and sing around with garbage bags over their heads. That is a fucking hazard. There's no way. They would have died. I'd like to introduce you to something called the 1980s. <laughs> what if Andrew is dead? <laughs> no, my head was, no, his head was popped out. Because I was lip syncing. Dylan they is see, dead. They had to see oh. these lips. They had to see uh, them Sorry, lips. everybody. Sorry. All right, everybody take a moment. Get it. Okay, good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, that to me, I mean, you're right. That totally took over the song. But for me, in my personal relationship with the song, yeah. I don't care. So <laughs> like, to me, yeah, the, the the commercials that bother me the most that use songs are the ones where they overpower the original yeah. and mm-hmm. you can't think of anything else but the commercial because to me, that's kind of tragic. And I had a few of those. And I know that's like a total subjective thing, but like... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a few of those where I'm like, I wish I, I wish there wasn't that Duncan Hines commercial that used this song. What, do you know which? Are you talking about a specific example? Or are you some just... Motown songs? Really? It was all Duncan Hines was like all Motown, and then so like anytime I heard Motown as like a young adult, I thought of frosting or cake mixes and stuff. I would look it up on the fly. It looks like Veeves. Are you looking it up? I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Um, well, I have another example of a song. That was basically taken over by a commercial, although I don't give a shit because I hate this in all its versions. America is still the land of rugged individualists. I go right. I was strong as I could be. I go right. Nothing ever got to me. I've always hated this song, but I've always known it from this commercial. Yeah. I can't think of a time that I've heard this song and been like. Is I'm it, not thinking of a Chevy. These songs feel like they were written to be truck commercials. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> kind of like that song, and I don't even know if it was ever used in an actual beer commercial, but I think the ultimate beer commercial um, is this. <laughs> I mean, it I don't know that this used. has ever been in a beer commercial, yeah. but how could it not have been? Yeah. yeah. By the way... <laughs> Uh, if you want to look up a Duncan Hines commercial from 1988, they used Can't Help Myself. Okay. Let's listen to some free while I do that. <laughs> What's the year? 88. 
really want a beer right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know why that what a is. Cold one. <laughs> you can see them Simpson style, like uh, hosing down women in bikinis with yeah, their for me, it will bud all, like, dry. The, the thing that captures that moment is the Schlitz gay parody yeah, from right. Saturday Night Live, which oh, I've, right. I've always loved. All right, let's take a listen to this Duncan Hines commercial, which honestly, I'd forgotten the words Duncan Hines until you brought them up. Is this still a product? Do we know? I think so. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're yeah. cake mixes. Huh. Oh, yeah. Of course, I completely remember this. I think that when I hear this song, I probably chocolate sing fudge that. And chocolate mousse. <laughs> That is amazing. I completely forgot about that. Yet, I'll bet you, if you had caught me in my car with that on, I would have been muttering Duncan Hines. Yes, and that was the thing, is that there was all these oldies that were being appropriated by these companies and then I you know and when I started learning more about music history I was like oh that's in that commercial and I can't break the association apart same with like I believe in miracles that was like Burger King or something like all these songs from like the 70s that like they and and so it was just it's it's it just bums me out when I associate a song with a product um, Michael says I think he's quoting ad age here nothing says maritime comfort like a song about shooting up junk. This baffled me when it came out. This is for uh, Royal Caribbean. Um, it's, and then, uh, and yeah, Royal Caribbean, yeah. After um, Trainspotting, Trainspotting yeah. which owned this song. Yeah. Right. Yet, this so, campaign ran for a long time. Forever. I think Royal Caribbean may have beaten the stuffing out of Trainspotting. Iggy Pop is just laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. so funny. Yep. He got paid on that one. Um, do they ever say Lust for Life in that, or they just use the music? I think they just use the music, but the implication is... It's the implication. It's the implication is, you know, that you're... If you take Lust for Life at sort of face, val- face value... And just it's sort of like if you only listen to the uh, Born in the USA part of Born in the USA and don't listen to any of the lyrics, it sounds like it's sort of a pro-America mm. song. Right, 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 yeah. Um, and so I think Lust for Life is like, oh, I'm going to go out and like seize, you know, carpe diem. That reminds me, and I don't have it in my list here, so I got to kind of freelance this a little bit, but somebody on Facebook said any commercial that uses the song You Are My Sunshine and misses the true meaning of it, and some people were kind of piling on, what is the true meaning of You Are My Sunshine? Is that actually a dark song that has, that has misleadingly I can't speak a light to that. Heart? I, don't, I feel like that is a I never knew that there was a song. Yeah, I never knew there was a deeper meaning mm, to it. I don't know. Here's one that um, listener Genevieve has. Oh, oh. I know her. Uh, was telling me about... This was not on social media. We were just socializing when you brought this one up. It's for Subway. It was just social. And if I understand it correctly, oh. you just hate that it takes so long to get the to get to the cool guitar That's part. Sweet, those sweet guitar licks. <laughs> yeah. I really I hate this on so many levels. It rocks. <laughs> it's, oh God! It's, first, it shows four men in like tutus and I mean drag is not really even the right word. They're just men dressed in tutus and leotards doing bad ballet. To, when you hear the little tinkly version of the Nutcracker, 
Um, and then the like cuts to like rocking sandwiches. Which, like <laughs> what? Sandwiches aren't really that rocking. Close up of a wrap. And it's I, like, like literally a, a sandwich so many, wrap. First of all, the the rock version is just awful on the earballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so bad. Why are we playing the Nutcracker, which is a Christmas? I'm just triggered every theme. time I hear Christmas music. I'm yeah. just triggered. And it's just like it's like it's like the only thing that anyone can think when they're trying to do like I guess they're looking for like a ballet. I guess it's that song that that they yeah. were able to like key in. On. Do you know if that runs outside of the holiday season? I was running right now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Is that why you brought it up? You it must have come on the TV. I yeah. thought you were just brainstorming about no, no, it. No, no. Oh, I oh hate that's it. really that's a big mistake. I have a legit allergic reaction to Christmas music off season. Yeah. How I do mean, you like it in season? I mean, um, it's like well, you know, you know, can't beat them, join them. You're not like somebody who hold, who loves it so much that no. it irritates you if it's misused. I don't hate it though. I just don't want to hear it any other mm-hmm. time of the year. Yeah. How long does it take you to get Christmas music out of your head after Christmas? I mean, I don't think it gets in my head. Really? Yeah. I'm singing it, whistling it, no. humming it for at least two months. No. I think it's like mid, well, maybe mid-February. You gotta stop doing that. So know, can we good. go back to the You Are My Sunshine, which I did yeah. not know was written by Johnny Cash. This oh. is These are the lyrics. Okay. And I, I understand exactly now why the listener was saying that they are not happy. It's about a dead lover. The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms. But when I awoke, dear, I was mistaken. So I hung my head and cried. Whoa. Yeah. I had no idea. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. It's about a lost love. I assume dead. Maybe just gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's Oh, maybe it is about just the a... The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping... I dreamed I held you in my arms When I awoke, dear, I was mistaken So I bowed my head and I cried You are my sunshine, my only sunshine You make me happy when skies are gray You'll never know, dear How much I love you Please don't take my sunshine away I see here it says You've left me and love another And shattered all my dreams So they didn't die, they just left They just left Also there's a line in here But if you leave me and love another You'll regret it all someday Hmm Uncharacteristically dark for Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, we all <laughs> have knew, our bad days. Who knew Johnny Cash had a dark side? <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. It's time to check in with the Ad Council, and the first topic of the day is squad. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about our commercial squads, the people from, like, the characters from commercials that we would choose to hang out with if we could. And uh, some folks on the Facebook page got in on the action, which is was completely my dream when we were talking about it on the show. Elizabeth says her squad would be Mayhem. That's uh, what com- what insurance? Uh, Dean Winters for... Um... He personifies disaster and mayhem. Yeah, but is it... Is it... 
State Farm or Allstate? Oh, I think it's Allstate. Yeah, Allstate. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, he would be I, a good squad member. And it's a great Halloween costume. If you're a dude, you put on a black suit, you put on like a little eye bandage over your eyebrow, mm-hmm. and maybe like the pink headband, and you're, you're... And you act like a douche. And you're mayhem. And you're yeah. mayhem. I'm learning how to say mayhem, by the way. Mm. I say it mayhem. It sounds Genevieve. delicious. Yeah, I mean, it does. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Elizabeth says, Mayhem, uh, Captain Obvious. See? That was in your squad, too, right, yeah. babes? Uh, the most interesting man in the world, the original Hey, version. now, Elizabeth. Are those two out of These the- are my squad. Oh, Elizabeth. Are, this is my squad. She says, also, I would like to wear Genevieve's skin and <laughs> pretend I am her. Oh, oh okay, that, that scans. Uh, Duke the dog from the Bush's Beans ads. Yeah. Do we oh, know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we talked about how they did one where he was like, cool, the cool dog and then the regular oh, dog. Oh, yes, 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 like yes. a golden retriever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and J.K. Simmons from the Hall of Claims. Yeah, he seems cool. Yeah, I like that. We got this from Brian. He says, the uh, AT&T woman, I believe he's talking about uh, Milana Vaintrub, who I didn't put in mind because, you know, the crush factor. Right. Uh, you know. Um, Coco Puffs Bird. Oh, that's an interesting call. Uh, how about, you want to talk about an interesting call? How about the old Rainier bottle with legs? How about having that chap hanging out with you all the time? Well, isn't one of those Rainier bottles Mayor Jenny Durkin? According to her, she played one of those bottles in an oh. old commercial. Uh, and Morris the Cat. Now, this oh, just goes Morris back the cat. to what... We were talking about, in our original conversation, though, are these dogs, when we're talking about Duke the dog Mm -hmm. and Morris the cat... Morris can talk. Oh, Morris can talk. I think so, and I think So can you pet Morris? You don't want to pet any animal that talks, right? You should ask. You should ask. If an animal can talk, you should ask. Yeah, then they can give consent. Yeah. Verbal consent. If our cats could talk, would you pet them in the same way, even if they gave verbal consent? Oh, that's a good question. Like, if instead of purring, if Theo uh-huh. said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> In that voice. <laughs> so the answer is no. I think that's a no. <laughs> All right. Nobody pet Morris the cat. We do not want to hear how he reacts. No. I got one more squad uh, for you. This is from Jeffrey, our chief jingle officer, who uh, says... Uh, Reba McIntyre's Colonel, mm-hmm. Tony the Tiger, the Where's the Beef Lady, Geico's Benedict Arnold. Oh, that is that, a good we one. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I one. like that Benedict Arnold. He's pretty funny. Um, He's, and, it's a trade. I'm a trader and I trade and I trade on the. It's like all puns about oh, trading. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, the Brawny Man. Um, and then, once again, the Taco Bell Dog. Yes. And we oh. know that the Taco Bell dog can only say one thing, right? Mi quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero, but yeah. Oh, what did I say? Mi quiero? Yeah. <laughs> I tried out, didn't get the part. Now I know why. Um, it's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Um, so, uh, again, I feel like that's because people want to hang out with pets. Did I put McGruff on my team? You did. And then you offered to pet him. Right. Which he's the least pettable yeah, of all really commercial is. animals. Okay. We need to, we all need to talk Because I think obviously this. Tony the Tiger is just in your squad. He's not a pet. Yeah. Tony did, the Tiger is a kind of a. Did nobody have the Pillsbury Doughboy? Because that would be in my squad. Oh, that's a nobody good one. Nobody had the Pillsbury Doughboy. I would Doughboy. poke his cute little stomach and he would make little You noise. know what the reaction is too on that one. Yeah. I think, I <laughs> yeah. think he's a. Uh, He's established that that's his, that's his thing. He's he down. He's, He's down totally, for it. He's, He's down. like, yeah. poke me. Yeah. Now, would you also include the Pillsbury hand? 
who has a name? I just can't <laughs> no, think of it. No, it's not the Pillsbury that's hand- hamburger, it's helper. hamburger Helper. Or Hamburger Helper. helper we yeah. made them fight once, and right, I would right. not. Yeah, no. I do not like that hand. That would be that would be yeah. Like I would say, you can pick one, but two. It's like two fedoras and a crew. Like just too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, not. Um, okay, that's what uh, that that that's what the squads were. Hey, the game is not over though. If anybody wants to, um, yeah, we'll keep taking your sub- your uh, entries. You can email them or you can post them to the Facebook group. And uh, Vives, you had an email here from Brian. I did. Um, this is from listener Brian. Uh, who writes that growing up in Portland, Oregon as a kid, uh, this was my favorite commercial of all time. Whatever Toys R Us, Kite Man owned my tiny little soul. Um, This is an ad for, um, uh, I guess it's a PSA, not so much an ad. It's like how to be a safe kite uh, user. (laughs) (laughs) This is like before drones, people were like... Pretty concerned about how to fly kites. Yes. Uh, why don't you play this? So this is a man. It's a. It's a. It's all live action. It's a an adult man dressed as a kite. We may have played We've this. We played this. This is about PSA so show. that your kite doesn't get stuck in yes, the power cord. It's about cords. safe kiting. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Look, there's Kite Man. Wait a minute. Is a safe kite made of metal ever? Never. Wire or wet string ever? Never. Let's have kids. <laughs> that, I know that, God, that, that sound. sound. Sorry, kids. Please we, do. We love you. They would be do delightful. you stay away from streets, antennas, and power lines? All the time! What about frogs? I like frogs. What if your kite <laughs> winds around a power line? Call At Pacific Power. I like frogs. I like frogs. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> um, Brian says, "I um, if I I think if I revealed to you how frequently uh, my forty three year old self says I like frogs, to <laughs> you might think I'm weird. So I won't. But it's a lot. He's also happy to say that he's never made a kite out of wire or wet string." <laughs> And if one ever winds itself around a power line, I know exactly who to call. Well, I would be lying if I don't go around the house saying, I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it just fills me with delight every time. I never knew that the I like turtles was a callback to Kite Man. Um, all right. So here's one that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, somebody sent this in. It was Brock. Um, and uh, Brock uh, says, well, he just he posted this thing. It was a um, a guy was watching local TV. And he saw a cheapo commercial for some kind of like reverse mortgage deal thing. And the commercial apparently uses a guy who's doing Morgan Freeman's voice. And so some guy, this is not Brock, which is why I was stumbling on myself. Brock saw that somebody posted this video to YouTube. So this is just like in a cell phone video that a guy is pointing at his TV. Uh, apparently, cheap ass commercials are hiring voice actors to try to sound like famous people. Um, I guess to like fool people into thinking that you had the money to pay like a famous actor. So check this commercial out uh, and picture how the dude sounds just trying to sound exactly like Morgan Freeman though. Everyone's talking about reverse mortgages nowadays. Well, it's time for the facts, not the hype. Big time. A reverse mortgage is federally regulated and insured to protect you. You can choose lump sum payments or a monthly schedule. And yes, you still own your home. Call us with your question. Now, a less discerning listener would think that was Morgan Freeman. 
It's a pretty good Morgan Freeman. Yeah, definitely not Morgan. Truly was. You will find that is such a distinctive voice. You will find a lot of Morgan Freeman imitations online. Oh, that's a fun thing to look up. Um, how about this? Is a, I just grabbed this clip years ago. I got ten seconds of it. This is Morgan Freeman doing the thong song. Morgan Freeman. Oh, that dress so scandalous, and you know another couldn't handle it. So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish, with a look in your eye so devilish. I don't know what this one is. I have this one saved just as Morgan Freeman parody. Morgan Freeman was born in 1937. He narrated his own birth, (laughs) saying, Leaving the warm comfort of his mother's womb, I, Morgan Freeman, enter the world. Soon I will make my first poop, one of many in the life of Morgan Freeman. This is that guy that is the cat. What's that? You know who this is? Yeah, there's like, he does a cat. He does the inner monologue of his cat, and it sounds oh, like Morgan Freeman. Really? And he did, yeah. Oh, I had I had no idea. That was just something that like I don't know. It's been kicking around my hard drive. For I while. used to do Alan Rickman voiceover <gasps> audition tapes and send them to what? Craigslist ads. I have one online. I could find it for you. I would. Can we find it now? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to uh, just pause the recording for a second? You can tell me the search. Sure. Terms? I mean, if you look up Leany TV is my um, YouTube channel. Okay. That is housing it. Okay, oh, we are there. So you don't mind people? Um... That's on my YouTube. Okay, okay. I think I, I we have it here. Um, but explain to me again what you were doing. So you were doing fake auditions of Alan Rickman, but then you were actually posting them to Craigslist for real. So I would find Craigslist ads looking for a VO talent. Okay, and I would apply as if I was trying to get the <laughs> job and send them this demo tape, which is Alan Rickman doing the voiceover and pretend I was just like looking for work. You, I didn't think of you as like kind of a pranky person. <laughs> we have another friend who I didn't ever think of as a, uh, as a pranky person. I'm talking about Nikki. But she and it is turns big out time. A huge part of her day is apparently recording like fake calls and leaving them on our voicemail. Yes, and I want to hang out with her and do yeah. that all day. Like, <laughs> the best. Okay, so this is it. This is your Alan Rickman VO audition. Hello. My name is Alan. I'd like to apply to your voiceover position. Here is a sample of my work. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Very good. That's great. Did you get the gig? Did you get the gig? I I never got the gig. I never got anyone writing me back. That's not your fault. That's Rickman's fault. Yeah. For ruining his own brand. I did blame Rickman on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. All right. uh, We uh, are off track. Veeves, get us back on track. What are we doing? All right, I've got one more letter, and then I think we're going to save the jingles for next week, um, but there are quite a few in the hopper, so uh, stay, stay tuned for that. Um, this is from listener Bruce, and he writes, I live in Namibia. We have a n- listener in Namibia. No wow. kidding. Um, and listen to the show every week. He's originally from Seattle. It's not easy to download your show with slow internet speeds and power cuts, but I persist. Thank you, Bruce. Um, he says it's rare that he catches ads and rarer still to catch one that he likes. But this one made me smile throughout. And it's for a product or a restaurant in, um, I guess, 
uh, south, I guess the southern part of the continent called Chicken Licken. Um, <laughs> hmm. Now it's going to take a little bit of narration. It's quite long. It's like uh, I think it's two minutes. Um, so I'll just kind of talk you through it as we go here. Tell me when you want to hit play. Do you have to do any setup on this? Um, it's kind of like there's a fairly nice sort of suburban looking house, and there's a guy sitting in the base in in the basement of his house working on some project. You hear like lots of like buzzing and electricity. You see him put a wig on what appears to be a robot. He has made a robot version of himself. Ooh, that's badass. Now the robot opens its eyes and he says to it, I am Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> And this robot version of him is very creepy. Like, it's the same actor, obviously, but he is very robotic and weird. He goes through this guy's life. Um, so the robot is now taking the place of this guy in his life. He's at the grocery store. He's he, doing his job. As a teacher. He goes to a movie with his wife. But he just has, like, a creepy bug-eyed smile the whole time. <laughs> He's very robotic. This is great. <laughs> Uh, he plays the goalie, and <laughs> now this is great. When he gets up from falling over as the goalie, he just stands up straight up from his ankles. He's getting pulled over. Basically, he's quasi-equipped to be a, a regular person, but he's very robotic and weird. Um, <laughs> and he kind of makes the lights flash every time something goes haywire in his robot brain. I am in love with this. It's very weird. It's amazing. It's amazing the way it's shot and produced. He's doing a... Oh, he really satisfies oh. his, uh, his the Ooh. wife of his creator. Now they walk past the chicken licking and the wife looks inside. Who does she see? <gasps> it's the real guy chowing down. And it says, when the Cravens got you, it's got you. He oh, made that man. robot to take over his whole life so that he could spend more time at chicken licking. <laughs> The name of this commercial is Our Chicken is Better Than Sex. <laughs> That's right. He skipped out on sex with his wife to go to Chicken Licking. Who hasn't? Um, that is a fantastic commercial. The Don't actor, you love it? I want to see that actor in something well, else. Well, it's funny that you say that. That's exactly what Bruce writes. Uh, he says, the robot guy makes the ad work. Uh, I'd even consider adding him to my squad. Yes. Uh, if I were critical of one thing, it's that the premise for the ad probably emerged from the talented actor as the starting point. Uh, otherwise, it feels a tad forced. I think they could come up with this. I I think they probably came up with this robot idea um, because they got lucky in the casting. So I don't know if that's true, but they definitely cast it well. Oh, yeah. I don't think they could have come up with this idea. And I then get so could lucky. watch a whole movie, full movie version of that story. I, I would. I absolutely would. I mean, it's, it's as engaging as Ex Machina. Yeah. Which I still haven't seen. Yeah, well, well now it's I, like a I feel less, like I basically it's like a get less it now. funny version of this. There's, there's less chicken in it. Let's just say that. Kentucky Fried Chicken, this is such a visual um, thing to end the show with. But I saw on Ad Age today, or maybe Ad Weekly, they uh, tweeted out a new ad campaign, I think, in print for Kentucky Fried Chicken, where they replace fire with pieces of chicken, but they are shot in this way. Um, with light. So let me give an example. Because I want to show you guys in the room, but if I'm getting those looks from you, it means the listener is giving me those looks too. So I will try to explain it further. Then I will show you, and maybe you guys can use your words to paint a picture. <laughs> but picture um, 
uh, a shuttle, a rocket blasting off at Cape Canaveral. But instead of fire and billowing clouds coming out from underneath it, it's actually kind of a piece of chicken that they shot in this way with light bouncing off of it. So the, the piece of chicken, which is like this golden tender chicken, looks like it's fire coming out of the the jets well i saw a tutorial of how to make fried chicken photoshop it into an explosion fried chicken photoshop it and it looks like a really uh, lovely explosion no kidding so i wonder if this was something that was going around kind of virally and they just tapped into I think it so all right let me see if i can actually find what i'm talking about here Wow. I yes. found it. It's, it's astounding how much it looks like a fiery plume. Yeah, they have one uh, coming out the back of a, a race car, so it looks like it's a fiery plume. But it also, does the lighting on that chicken make you salivate? Like, this makes me want to eat this real bad. I mean, I want chicken now, yeah. 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 There's the uh, shuttle <laughs> one that I was talking about. Uh, some Martians, or, or no, oh, ooh, whatever. We'll post these to the yeah. Facebook group. It's... Uh, very visual. It's very visual, but it really is crazy how much fried chicken correctly lit looks like a fiery explosion. Yeah. Oh, and it's for their hot and spicy. So I guess perfect. That makes sense. They're good. Like just really- KFC knows what they're about with the yes. viral marketing. They are masters. Yeah. The Colonel campaign. I know I've just gone hot and cold on that a million times. We're still talking but about it. We're still talking about did it. Did you guys see the re-edit of the Reba McIntyre one as if David Lynch had made no. the, the, that is really worth posting, I think. Is it very visual? Is it worth playing here? Is it I think it's visual? more visual okay. and it's just, it's so good. We'll grab it and put it on the Facebook group. All right. Sounds good. Uh, do you guys want to get, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest while you're here? I mean, just thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. You're welcome. Let's yeah. get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Celine, I did a crappy job at the beginning of the show telling people who you are <laughs> and how they can find you. So why don't you do that for yourself here, if you don't mind? Sure. Um, if you want to find my band, we are Prom Queen Music dot com or prom queen music on all social media and then if you want to find my friend snacks the bunny mm-hmm. you can look up free snacks which is f-r-e-e-s-n-a-x on all social media as well as snacks the com. one of the punniest bunnies you're gonna find yes this is a bunny that loves puns oh yeah don't we all though yeah Andrew especially loves puns. <laughs> well, the thing is, I act like I hate them, and then I get sucked into them. And I, You're it turns delighted. Out like, yeah, and I'm totally <laughs> delighted by them, and I am delighted by snacks as well. And, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Prom Queen fan, so I guess that means I'm a fan of yours. Uh, thanks for doing this with us. Um, Veeves, I guess we got phone numbers and shit to give out. Uh, yeah, 607-444-5597 is the phone number where you can reach us. You can always find us on the Facebook group. Uh, keep joining. I know there are folks who are still catching up from uh, back episodes. When you get to this one, sign up for the Facebook group uh, and email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail. I love to get your emails. All right, everybody. And yeah, also send us some more jingles. Sing those jingles. Uh, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. I've gooey foodies, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover, you